You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. It's good. Good, good, good. You can tell that metal ring to your echo of the slope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the metallic taste of the coffee. No metallic taste there. (laughs) Just creamy goodness. Smooth, creamy goodness. Mm, Good. Uh, Hey, uh, children. Yep. If you had to do it all over again and were able to have more children, if it wasn't a health issue, how many kids do you think you would have had? I've always thought in my head five or six. Wow. And I think Denise thought about five. You mm-hmm. know, that that would be a good number. And obviously, however many the Lord gives you, you know, that's really, right. you know, what we're, what we're glad about. Yeah. But uh, that would have been my thought. Yeah. Here's a little something that I did when I would do premarital counseling. I would say to a couple, how many kids would you like to have? And inevitably, they would say like six, seven, you know, eight, many couples. And I would say to them, you'll have half of what you think you'll, you would like to have. And all, not all the time, but many times that worked out. If they said four, they would have two. If they said six, they would have three. It kind of worked out. When we start out, we don't realize the amount of time and effort and money and uh, sleep deprivation that comes along with having children. And so that kind of offsets things a little bit. And I think that does help in the decision-making sometimes. But yeah, I, we had three and... I was happy with three. I was I was a little bit older uh, when I got started. Uh, we didn't start having children until I was twenty. Let's see, twenty eight, I think. So I was a little bit older. So as the kids started coming, it was it was a little bit tougher. As you're a little bit older, that's not old by any th- means, but it was. A lot of my friends were having kids at twenty two, three, four, and so yeah, it was a little yep. bit. But uh, yeah, that does make a difference for sure. For yeah, sure. we got married basically at twenty, and Steve yep. was born. I was twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. And you look at you look at kids today. You look at a twenty-two-year-old today. <laughs> most of them might say, "Yeah, you shouldn't have kids yet. <laughs> you, should, you should maybe wait a day or two. I don't know." But We've been yeah, married a couple of years. So yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's just uh, the timing is. You know, it's God's the Lord, where you get yeah. married younger, you're probably going to have kids younger. Yeah, and you're going to have grandkids younger, which allows you to do more with them. So, yeah, there you go. it's awesome. There you go. Good, good. Well, I was thinking of First uh, Peter three because I know people will sometimes counter the argument of, well, that was Old Testament, right? And the New Testament, we are under grace, not under the law, although. Those promises have nothing to do with the law. But uh, 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, talking about the wife, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, 
that your prayers be not hindered. There's that aspect that God is reminding us all through Scripture that you are heirs together of the grace of life. Why wouldn't we want more grace in our homes? I mean, it is God's grace that allows us to have children. And as you mentioned before, there are many couples. They're praying. They're they're going to doctors. There there's many couples that are seeking and begging and praying and asking God to give them children because it is a wonderful grace to be heirs together of life. Yeah, absolutely. And and this doesn't have this really doesn't reflect on having children. But Jesus said, "Suffer the little children to come under me." You got to have children for those children to be suffered under Jesus. And many times in the New Testament, I think there is reference to children and you know some of those things. And I and I I just think that you know the Old Testament carries over to the New Testament as do many things. And when God implemented in His creation of this world. For people to have children, I think that carries through all the ages. There's nothing in the Bible that says, well, you know, in this dispensation or in this time period, we'll not have kids anymore. No, that, that carries through. And so I think in our age today, God still wants for us to have children, to have the joy of children, to have, um, you know, that, that workforce of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I think also it does allow for us as we get older, and we saw this maybe even more in the Old Testament where you know, the oldest son was responsible for the care of the parents in their old age. And as we get older, that's something that we consider that our kids could be a help to us in that old age. And I don't, and I don't think as a parent, most of us say, well, I never want my kids to, you know, have to do that. I, I don't want to be a burden to my kids. I don't want, I don't want them to hate it, but if they can be a help, that that's a good thing, and I, I think it's a great thing. And I saw as my parents aged, my mom, you know, now got home to be with the Lord. I saw how God allowed me to do for my parents in almost a childlike state what they did for me as a child, and made me appreciate them even more, and and draw me closer to them, realizing what they had done for me in those times. Yeah, we were we were just at the bank today, uh, our church treasurer and myself. And we we're doing some church business there, and the uh, gentleman, the one of the bankers, was was saying, "Yeah, whenever my kid graduated from college, he asked if he can move back in at the house." He said, "Okay, on, on one on one, uh, you know, condition, uh, uh, condition. condition is uh, when you bring your first paycheck home, cash it, and I'm going to show you what we're going to do." And so he said, uh, "We've got nine envelopes." Yep. Cash goes in here for the car. Cash goes in here for insurance. Cash goes, you know, savings. Cash goes, in. and he said, yep. "Here's, here's this cash is for your entertainment." And he goes, "Well, what if that cash runs out of my entertainment?" He said, "I guess you'll be watching TV." <laughs> and so, but you know, he yeah. he was teaching him, and and he's learning, and then you know, right. since uh, had gotten married, has his own business and things like that. And I said, "Well, you know," and he w- was talking about. They're even now talking about uh, building like a in-law suite there and stuff. And I said, yeah, right. and you know what's going to happen. You're going to be 80, and you're going to move in, and he's going to go, okay, Dad, here's seven envelopes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Well, well, I'll be honest. We've talked to our kids about, you know, 
building a house together and putting a granny flat on there or you know buying something that we could convert into a granny flat. I don't think I'm ready for that yet, but I can definitely see that down the road. And I've seen some people that have done that, and it's been a tremendous help uh, to both because that young couple gets a home that they probably never would be able to have without the help of the parents being there. And the parents have the help of their kids being there if something should happen. And and I've told my kids, I realize there's a day when you will not be able to care for me and I will probably have to go to an assisted living mm-hmm. or a nursing facility. I realize that. I hope I won't fight it. I probably will. Most people do. Yep. I'll never think that I'm ready. But I've kind of, in my mind, started to play that out a little bit. And some would say, well, you're just 60. Well, that's right. And, you know, something could happen tomorrow where I'd have to go tomorrow. I don't know. But I think I think there should be some plan for that. And, and I think when we're raising our kids, I think we should try to build those kind of relationships where we can have that later in our lives. And I know a lot of parents that don't have that relationship. And they have run their kids off or they have had a terrible relationship with their kids. And they now have a broken relationship. I think that's something to consider as you're having children as well. Yeah, so being heirs together, the grace of life, what that does is that that creates a different kind of a relationship as husband and wife, something that is, you know, really quasi-permanent. You know, even, you know, consider this, even divorced uh, couples unfortunately divorced still well your mom and i you know their shared custody whether it's uh, you know but there's always that connection there there is a unique relationship of being a parent and even though unfortunately some marriages uh, really disintegrate or blow up um you know still there's that that unique relationship of being a parent and uh, especially whenever you're a Christian and you love each other, there, there's a greater and more purposeful relationship that you can have as husband and wife. And that, that really, it, it also is borne out in 1 Corinthians 7, where, uh, let's see, let me see if I've got that here. Um, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now are they holy. And, and that aspect is that one of those parents is saved, and it doesn't make the child saved, but it makes the child, uh, places that child in a relationship with God that's more unique because that uh, he is obligated himself willingly to his own spiritual children and obviously those children now are greatly impacted and influenced by that saved husband or wife. And so uh, God has obligated himself more to hear the prayers of that parent than just what we would say a generic person who wants mm-hmm. the best for their child, who does not yeah. know the Lord. Right. It, it's funny, and I, maybe... I don't know where this comes from. Why Why would a younger generation coming behind us think of kids as such a hardship? Do we, do we do that? Do we kind of bring that to our children that, you know, oh, you kids were so hard and we didn't have anything because we had you kids? Do we do that? Or are they picking that up somewhere else? Or I know we talked about being selfish on, on Wednesday, but is there something more to that, do you think? 
I have to say, I don't know. Yeah. I can guess, mm-hmm. and this is only a guess, when we were growing up, you and I, growing up, everybody had chores, basically. Yeah. They were some, the, it was very unusual to find a spoiled brat who never had chores to do. Right, right. I think it's very rare to find children who have chores now. Mm. And so, so much is handed, awarded, given, Mm. even though a person may not, you know, think of it that way, but we're not making the, the, you know, we'll make your bed, just get off to school, you know, we'll clean your room, we'll do your laundry, we'll, you know, and and Mm. people generally aren't, aren't sharing dishwashing time and uh, sharing, you know, all right, it's your turn to fold the laundry. It's your, you got to go clean the bathrooms. We had chores all the time. And so right. you you raise a generation who has no obligation or very minimal obligations. Mm. Mm. And now every kind of duty becomes negative if it's not beneficial. Right, right. I know, and even in my own kids, one of their biggest desires is to travel and to see the world and to the point where they said we would live in a trailer or a tiny home so that we could afford to travel. We don't care about owning a home. Um, I think part of it is the expense of the day. Most young couples, I, I just heard here in Canada that the average age of people being able to afford a home now in Canada is around 45 years of age. They have to save that long to be able to get yeah, a down payment. I, yeah, I think it was it was late 30s or almost 40 in the U.S. Yeah, I saw yeah. the same report. So if I'm a young couple thinking, well, I'm never going to own a home, am I going to have six, seven kids in a trailer or a tiny home? You know, I think that's part of it. And I think they think, you know, if we're going to do anything, if we can't afford those other things, then we're going to we're going to take care of ourselves and we're going to do those things. And I think like most things, I think once you visit a few places and you experience other places, there's some neat things. But one mountain is pretty much like another and one ocean is pretty much like another. Yeah. And one resort is pretty much like another. And you do get to a place where you think, okay, so what's going to be lasting in my life? What, what can I, what can I have Amen. that will bring all these memories together and carry on through life? And that's children. My yes. kids talk about things of their past, and man, it relives our lives for us. And it's so exciting to have them do that. If it's just my wife and I, I don't think you're going to have that. I don't think you're going to have that same kind of experience. There, there is nothing like. The blessing of a child. I, oh, yeah. I saw this just last week. Denise and I saw it. We must have watched it like 10 or 13 times. Uh, there was a video of a 101-year-old veteran <laughs> who um, they blindfolded him. Yes. And his great-granddaughter yes. showed him his great-great-granddaughter. His reaction to yeah. that was just... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were wiping our eyes because he sort of talked a little bit like my father-in-law, you know, to a little bit. Yeah. It reminded us of of that, of yeah. something that he would do and say the same reaction. It just that that is so that is so precious. And yeah. you talk about something that lasts. Yes, I know, this life is temporal. Our lives themselves are temporal. Yeah. But the idea that a soul may be with you forever in heaven. Right. That God that allowed you to have a part in being heirs together of the grace of life. 
that I, I just think that there's going to be that that's got to be special. I, I'm not in heaven yet, but it's got to be special yeah. to see someone that that God allowed you uh, to uh, to bring into this world, who's yeah. now forever in heaven. My, I, I, that aspect, I I just don't think we think about as you mentioned the permanent over the right. temporal. Right. Can you imagine what Adam and Eve must think of all that have come from them? Noah and his family, all that have come from them. 930 wow. years? It, of course they had sons and daughters and, and then yeah. grandsons and granddaughters and great-great. I mean, 900 yeah. years. How many? I mean, they were. she was the mother of all living. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, every person wow. that's been alive. What are there, seven seven billion people on the earth now? Nine billion, <laughs> something like that? And that's just this generation. You imagine all the people that yes. came from two people. Mm. That's pretty amazing. Wow. Yes, but I think is. that too. I think how exciting that I've I've taken my life, Ruthie and I have taken our lives, blended them together, passed on to a generation, and see what that generation is. And now our grandchildren, that generation, and, and to see where they are at and where they're going to go and all the thoughts and dreams you have. And to think that this is going to perpetuate over and over again, and we're part of that. Yes. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. That's, that's a great blessing. It really is. That's awesome. Well, um, so as give me we're one thinking more thought. about thought. this, yeah. you know, yep. just I, I want to encourage younger couples that to, to day, eh? think well, more biblically and think more permanently. And uh, I personally have met a few younger couples who had said the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want kids. I don't like kids. We're not going to have kids. And uh, they found out that, especially when that first one was born, how amazing they love kids. Right, and, right. And kids are awesome and you know every step every word every outfit every you know i mean just uh it it's amazing how god can change your heart and mind just make sure that you're just make sure you're you're open to the lord and as long as you are both hand in hand seeking the will of god in your life the lord will show it to you there is no kid like your kid yeah, There's just right. something about that being a part of you. And I've told couples that. And I had a young couple. I love them. They're the sweetest people. They they waited like 12 years to have children. And, and I finally went to them and I said, guys, are, are you going to have children? And they said, well, pastor, we're afraid to have children because we've been working in the bus mm. ministry and in the Sunday school. And we're just afraid that we wouldn't be able to handle kids like that. And I said, guys, your kids won't be like that. They'll That's be like right. you. They'll be the way you train them. And yes. you will train them. And you'll love them. And and they ended up having two of the sweetest children in the world and just an incredible family. And I'm like, guys, did I tell you? Like, oh, pastor, you were yes. right. And it is. It's just your own children. And, and some people have babysat. Some people have had to help raise. Some people have you know, been in contact with some children that were out of control and not disciplined. And it does sure. deter them. But when mm-hmm. it's your own kids, it's a different story. And that really, really... I mean, I can testify to that. I just, I just love our kids so much, and I'm so glad that we've had them, and that God's allowed us that privilege in our lives. So, great. Yeah, great. there is nothing like bringing your children to a friend's home, and that friend giving them wedgies and hanging them yeah. on the wall. 
yep. by their underwear after a yeah. wedgie. They're just oh. to show yep. the love mm-hmm. and compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a guy's way of saying thanks for having great kids. Thanks for you know not having sissies. Thanks for not having little whiny babies. You know, and then what's really awesome is as those children grow, then they can give that back to an older person. And <laughs> you keep your boys away from me. You hear me? Keep them away from me. <laughs> They're big enough; they could do it now. And one of them carries a firearm. <laughs> Wow. Well, I hope that answers the question. I hope that helps our pastor friend out west. Thank you so much for giving us the topic idea. What a great week it's been. And and uh, boy, I hope you're enjoying your kids. And if you haven't had any yet, boy, God bless you. Give us some thought. Pray about it. See what the Lord would have. I would strongly urge you to have children if you can. It's a blessing of the Lord. Yeah, pastors, let me encourage you. As you are doing that premarital counseling, Man, be bold. You don't have to scold people. You don't have to berate people, but be be bold and honest. And look, here's what God says, and God does know what He's talking about. You know, and right. so uh, you know you'll be surprised uh, how true the Bible actually is whenever you trust it and believe it, regardless of of your hesitation. You'll you'll be you'll be amazed and joyous whenever you follow God's principles. I guarantee you that 90% of the people that say they don't want have that, that they don't want to have kids have never given thought or been able to experience what we've experienced and know that and have given thought to that. All they've thought is it's too expensive, it's too time consuming, it limits us. You've not think of those other aspects. So some things to think about in that as well. Very good. Yeah, and out of those 90%, they saw your kids growing up and they went. That's true. I don't yeah. want to do that. Nah, I don't doing that. Yeah. And then they, then they find out. Oh. There's somebody like Harrison, my yeah, true. Buddy, Your buddy, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. I love you, buddy. You are awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll send them over for a couple of days, and uh, <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> you take, and I won't right. give them back. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. He's the man. Him and Isla, I saw them the other day. I'd been away for about two weeks, and I went over there. I told her parents, I said, guys, you don't understand. These kids are like crack cocaine to a drug addict. I said, I can't get enough of them. I've got to have them. To Poppy, yep. To Poppy and Nana both. So there you go. I'm Al Stone. I'm a crack addict for my grandkids. (laughs) I'm going to go see them tonight. They're going to come over tonight. They're coming over. So I'm looking forward to it. This is Dan Wolven. I get sort of sick of my grandkids seeing him all the time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, great. That is not true. That is not true. No. Please give us a rating, no. review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. This is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend, Dave. We'll be back with you on Monday. Keep those cards and letters coming. We love it. This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.